0: persistence breaks resistance gotta stay consistent that just means keep shooting when you keep missing a lesson that my daddy told me man yeah it's all about the form don't worry if it's going in dreams they try to sell you success don't come with failure no matter what they tell you remember life is bella ones are jealous but the flow overzealous but the guy so fly might come with propellers Ready for war, clutching on my battle axe Instagram got niggas third eye with cataracts Acting like cattle at a cattle ranch I'm just working, rolling out records like Cadillacs Shorty wanna ride? I told her to saddle that Man, I'm on that vibe, no lie, actual fat Rap like I'm packing the mac in the back of the act at the trap With the raps at the slap, clap at your back
1: what's happening this is the tap in hey. podcast we are live inside of the tap in studio it's your boy jerome rogan in the building aka dante we got a dope ass show today man i don't even know what to call this dude he's a producer <laughs> he's an artist he's a curator he's a content creator um dirt beats in the what's building up, what's happening man what's, what's up, good? Man? what's, what's up, good man how you i'm good man I'm that's good, what's man. up man man thank you for tapping in with us man
0: man i appreciate the invite man like i said uh humbly 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 accepted the request man so i appreciate you inviting me out
1: yes sir man so um what's been going on man How the, how's the You've been adapting to this pandemic, man, coming Uh, out of it. Oh,
0: man, yeah. So, you know, we outside, you know what I'm saying? We all the way outside out here, bro. You know, it's one of those things where the whole country is still uh, acting like COVID exists, and uh, out here we pretty much don't act like it exists. (laughs) So, uh, shout out to Texas, man, for pushing through. Yeah. We pushed through. Texas (laughs) has been open for a minute. Look, (laughs) I think we only closed really for about two weeks. Right. And then it was back, I mean, you know, it was back open. Like you know, so I mean, uh, I love I love it here though. Shout out to Texas. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: are you are you originally from here? You-
0: I'm originally from here, but um, I moved uh, I moved around when I was young. Probably when I was like 12, 11, I moved to uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. So uh, I graduated from the same school as the Neptunes, the Clips, Salem High. Shout out to Salem. Okay. And um, you know, I went to school with Timberland's brother uh, Sebastian, aka G. I know him as G. Okay. So um, you know, I grew I actually grew up or graduated high school out there and. You know, basically, uh, Virginia Beach was kind of like R and B Motown at that time. Um, as far as what producers, it was a lot of dope producers out there: notch Raw, Teddy Riley, um, uh, Bink Dog. Uh, I mean, just you know, Timberland. I mean, you know, so the Pharrell. I mean, you know, so I mean, this. You know, it was really, 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 really popping um, from a production or a producer standpoint. To kind of really, um, the reason kind of why I kind of got into producing.
1: Oh, okay. and that's where you started um you started producing music out there in virginia yeah beach. man
0: shout out to my mentor joe city man shout out to joe city the whole third eye like i said it was um joe city peak twist and Nice raw um and they had a little studio over there in um in virginia beach virginia and Nice raw you know he did all of um a lot of Buster Rhymes early tracks. Mm, um okay. the, uh, the most one, I guess the blue car the blue carpet treatment, the one by from Soon Dog, he did that one. Oh, so shit. that's Nas nice okay. Raw. So Nasra nice for- but he back then he had a whole, his whole own unique sound. Joe City did too and that's pretty much kinda like the my stomping grounds kinda when I came up when I first started going to the studio paying twenty five dollars a beating. Really? and Twenty dollars for studio studio time you know what i'm saying so, okay man shout out to joe city man you know what yeah.
1: I'm saying? and that's you, you started when you was in high school
0: yeah high school it was basically high school Jeez.
1: um
0: uh i was like 17 basically and um uh my brothers they had started this group called va nom uh virginia's next artistry movement mm-hmm. and um uh, my, my my brother uh colin de leon aka chris mitchell he um he came over there. He's you know, back then you had to be able to spit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. you go spit for somebody, <laughs> he validates you. He was like, Yo, my man's nice too. So uh I was barely nice. I could barely boy, look here. <laughs> I was barely I didn't have a rap name, but he let me spit. He was like, We're gonna roll with it and you know, just been I've been doing it ever since, man.
1: That's what's up, man. Was um ain't um Chris Brown he from Virginia Beach too, right? No, or- he's
0: from uh i want to he's from northern virginia uh oh, petersburg okay. maybe petersburg oh okay he's maybe from petersburg okay
1: yeah all so. right so explain um the name dirt beats where does that come from
0: so dirt stands for dope innovative rap techniques um okay. you know but you know basically you know uh, i'm the color soil so <laughs> uh it was one of those days where they just start calling me dirt and um, i used to go by dirt diggler And uh, it was a scene in a movie, in that movie, the Dirt Diggler scene, in the Dirt Diggler movie. (laughs) And um, when his mom is, like, on his ass and he's in the fucking, you know, they was like, bro, this is you. Like, your mom being your ass is you. (laughs) You know, I think she had kicked me out of the crib for, like, twisting up my hair or plaiting my hair or some shit. So they were like, bro, this is you. You know, I really didn't like it at the time, but then I kind of just took it and just, you know, then I just dropped the Diggler and just kept the dirt part of it. So it's just... And then I, you know, did the little acronym. So it's, it's been evolving. And then, you know, when Instagram started, you know, I wanted to have my own digital imprint. So I was like, well, I need to put the beats together. So I just dirt beats and just put it together. So, you know, it's got its own unique imprint online. You know, if you type it together, I'm going to pop up. Or you're going to see all my shit. So yeah. it just kind of, you know, it, it was a, it was a, what, what is it? Um um what's a good word for it it was um evolution it was kind of like an evolved name to the dirt piece what we got here
1: okay okay and man i was checking out your uh your ig man you didn't work with some 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 heavy hitters like i seen you was on there with scott storage yeah i met <laughs>
0: scott storage he was real man really really cool really really cool dude um it was um down at a my um, a video shoot with urban mystic i used to be real cool with urban mystic and um yeah, man, I, went, I lived in Miami, like I said, I went, moved. I lived in Virginia for about, uh, I graduated from Virginia, and then maybe when I was 21, 22, I moved to Miami, I stayed out there for mm. almost five years, so that's where I really got probably a lot of my sauce and, you know, flamboyantness and all that other shit, you know,
1: yeah, fucking Miami. living out there, bro, I,
0: oh my God, I'm, a, I'm like a beach boy at heart, like, for real, and, like, out there, bro, it's just pretty women in palm trees and just pretty people in general, you yeah. know what I'm saying, um, and it's oh man, Miami was. Oh, I got stories. Oh,
1: gosh. come on, let, let us have them, man. Let's hear some stories. man. Oh man, that's, I got what, stories, we want. Man. that's what we want, <laughs> bro. I did uh, I did the um, I
0: did the uh, I did the um, uh, Fast and Furious tour. Um, uh, opened up a little flip exhibit gin, so it was back in the day. Uh uh-huh. and uh, I did an after party at the 24 hour uh strip club down there. It used to be called Gold Rush. Uh, I don't know what it's called now, but it's 24 hours. And, uh, man, we, uh, you know, had a beautiful night, you know, on the, ho- on the way home with a couple of ladies, you know. And um, my man is rolling up, you know, he's rolling up. And um, he breaks down the guts and tosses it away. And then um, he actually, like, throws the bag of, of, of herbal essence uh-huh. out <laughs> outside the window oh, on the highway. We like, damn, man, da, da, da. man, we actually stop on the highway, get out of the car. Go back, find the bag, get back in the car, (laughs) drive
1: for it with the two ladies,
0: with the two ladies that we left home with.
1: So, yeah,
0: that was a whole nightcap story. But, uh, (laughs) man, it was just one of those deals where I just loved it out there, man. I was broke. I didn't really have too much money and none of that shit, but I just learned so much, learned how to deal with people. And just learned about the harsh realities of life too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Pushing through, you know, struggling and all of that shit. So, Damn. Um, yeah, man, I, man, I love Miami. I loved it when I was out there, bro. For real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So lit,
1: man. I got some Miami stories too, man. Is <laughs> fucking wild, man. Yeah, yeah bro. I do. Bro. I got man. I went to my first time going to Miami. Um, I uh, I used to do comedy, right? So first time we went down there, they booked us to do some kind of It was some kind of like Latin holiday or something, so they wanted us to perform, and they put us in this little rinky-ass hotel. I think it was in Hollywood, Florida. Um, Hollywood, Miami, not that far, right? No, Hollywood
0: ain't that far. It's like uh, in between uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami.
1: Okay, so I don't. I think it was Hollywood, Florida, but it was it was close to Miami, where Miami Beach. Man, we put in. We was in this janky-ass hotel, and it was two black dudes. And one white girl and another black girl in another room. <clears throat> um, for some reason, they just started talking to us. They was like, y'all the police? We was like, no. What the fuck y'all talk about? He was like, yeah, they were saying y'all the police and y'all came here to to bust us. I'm like, nah. Yeah. We, yeah, we're like, nah, we ain't fucking with y'all. So we we end up leaving. Them motherfuckers broke in our room after we left to do our show. They I, Wow. Let me, let me not say they broke in it. We think they broke in our room. We left to do our show.
0: Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I heard. Yeah, so I just actually recently got back from Miami, maybe about uh, three months ago. I w- oh, two months ago, I went out there in um, in March, mm. and that was one of the main things they were saying. Uh, you know, they were saying that people would be breaking into the rooms, watch the housekeeping, and all of that yeah, shit. Yeah, man, shit is crazy, bro. Yeah, it's a fast city out there, though. It is fast. Uh, I can't, like I said, I learned how. I, I learned my hustle. I, I saw shit. Oh, there's was a lot of shit going on out there, boy. Oh, boy. Like I said, it by the gracious. It's by the grace of God. That, I, you know, um, I wasn't in certain circumstances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm able yeah. to be here right now speaking yeah. to you, brother. <laughs> Straight <Yeah>. up, man. <laughs>
1: Goddamn. Okay. And then from Miami, you moved to where? Where did you move from I moved, there? I moved back here. Back moved, here? Okay. I moved,
0: moved back here. I've been back um, a little bit over 10 years. been back here for a little bit over 10 years. Okay.
1: So, All um, right.
0: You know, it's been a journey, man.
1: Yeah. And, man, like, so I know you're a producer, artist, like what which one do you enjoy more
0: um it's a it's basically both man i mean basically like when i make a song i sit down and i just do it from scratch i just create the beat come up with the hook spit the verses and uh, i haven't wrote a verse down in maybe 20 years or whatever the case really? may be. so um i've been you know just my passion what i love to do man and I, like I said, if you ever, you know, me and my brother Nate G, shout out to Nate G, man. Yeah. Uh, that's my artist uh, currently right now that I'm, you know, my main artist that I'm working with. And um, if you ever ever lucky enough to come over for a Saturday, you know, after you do the podcast, we do uh, studio session Saturdays and I just cook up on the spot. We have multiple artists over there. We just, you know, feed off each other's energy. It just be really dope.
1: Yeah, I think. seen you on, um, on IG one time on a live when you was just like, hey, I'm about to just... Make up something right here, and you just created a beat yeah, right I, on the spot, and I was like, "Damn,
0: okay." Yeah, yeah. So that, that's my little IG series that I got it's called "Whipping in the Kitchen," where I just cook up,
1: cook okay, up live
0: on the spot, and you know it's been getting some 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 momentum. You know, people are like, "Oh, damn, you really do this?" Because you know, people know me out here in the city for like dealing with the girls, like you know what I mean. <laughs> so I got the you know the <laughs> Dallas Angels media group that I've been you know going on our eighth year anniversary this year. Uh, shout out to Ginger Shout out to Ginger man That's my girl She one of my uh, One of my um, One of my Main angels that I work with We kind of like business partners Right now She be doing the booking Booking by Ginger Which you know uh, You know I support her And everything that she does You know It's just like She kind of got that little boss Boss girl mentality You know what I'm saying So uh, I've been doing that for like Eight Eight years bro Like <laughs> You know, and it just started for me. I was a internet I was urban um urban program director for this internet radio station called four one one. It was downtown in um well in Oak Cliff in the Bishop Arts District. And um basically it was um you know, I had my own show, it was called Dirt in the Streets. Uh, oh no, it was called um Saturday Night Live with Dirt. So I created this kind of kind of like the same thing that I'm doing right now with my podcast now called Henny and Halos, but it's basically where it's, um, I invited people down. They would come sit in the room. I would do uh, – now it was basically be a podcast, but it was a radio show back then, so it was okay. live. Okay. So um, basically I was I was doing that, and I would invite people in. Uh, maybe it was kind of like a pregame situation because I would do it from 9 to 12. So people would come there. I would provide drinks. We would talk, talk shit, you know, talk about current events, have questions I have females come audition to be a part of the show mm. i ran that for like 30 weeks that's how i got all the girls uh. but uh <laughs> i ran that audition and um basically um it was just so lit i have about 50 people inside of this room lounge area me doing the radio show we would pause turn up turn up to the music i play the songs i come back we talk everybody talk shit drinking so it was just a kind of like a really dope formula mm. and um it's pretty much kind of the same thing that i kind of do uh, now with the Henny and Halos, it's a podcast that I, uh, that I have on, um, real life productions channel. And, um, you know, it's pretty much, um, you know, kind of like the same formula, but I just built it from there. I mean, I did the Saturday Night Live with Dirt and from the female auditions, I said, you know what? I want to do something for the ladies. So I created a Dallas Angels radio show. Um... And um, I have up only for about six months. I only kept it to three girls. But then I kept getting so many people requesting, like, you need to have me on there. You need to put me on there. You need to have me on there. So then I did a casting call over at Sandaga. And shit, it was like 14, 20 girls out there. And, you know, I had like three makeup artists. I mean, everything looked official, you know. And uh, the girls, you know, they were like, damn, some of these girls know who I am. And, you know, I didn't know that. Like, you know, it was kind of mm-hmm. like shell shocking to them. So from there, it just took, a, it just took on its own, like mine took us on personality and you know i was doing a radio show but then i just made it a media group so where we would do uh you know photos booking video vixen bookings um celebrity interviews you know whenever celebrities come in town um you know we pop up give them interviews interview young Dolph, interviewed a few people right uh raheem devon um a few people we interviewed and um um basically um i try to keep that 300 three-headed monster where it was like photos uh radio show and then interviews with the video so Mm, uh, okay and then you throw club hosting on top of that i mean it was pretty busy you know he was getting booked um and stuff like that so it just kind of took on its own personality and um now um like i'm still doing it i just don't do it as man man, dealing with that many women
1: and man i can i can only imagine fine and that tight of a (laughs) conference
0: You know, and I was married back then when I was doing all of that shit, too. Like, I was straight, faithful, hand on the ring, you know, type of dude or whatever. So, um, it was one of those deals where it was just, you know, it's just learning experience, me learning how to deal with women, deal with people, um, deal with the, you know, the harsh realities of the business, Yeah, Yeah. you know, the shady loop arounds, how people be trying to do and shit like that. So, um, but, man, it was fruitful. Like, it's been fruitful, man. I, I can't, like, man, I can't. Complain about my life at all?
1: Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. So if if some lucky lady out there is watching this and was like, you know, what, I want to be a part of the, the Dallas Angels, how you reach a, out to me? Just how how to hit get me out of you.
0: Just hit me up. Dirt Beats on Instagram. Uh, you can go to dirtbeats Send me a message on there. Um, you know, but um I mean, right now I'm looking more to channel that more into advertising, a publication advertisement because. What's hap what usually happens is that with this whole how everything the universe works, um everything goes back around in cycles. I mean, mm-hmm. even when it comes to style, fashion, um, ideas, everything kinda gets, you know, regenerated. So uh right now what I'm working on is the um on the publication portion of it, you know, because to me, the prettiest women in the world live in this region, Texas. Um, because we have a lot of different flavors out here. Um, and you'd be, you'd be surprised how diverse it is, especially with, like, um, you know, Ethiopians and, uh, you know, you got a lot of Sp- uh, Spanish people out here. I mean, you'd be surprised, like, how mixed the culture is as far as when it comes to, like, different women. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, everything's bigger in Texas, so, you know, they're real thick out here, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, like, for me. Yeah. You know, and I've been around the world, you yeah. know. and But, man, <laughs> out here, it's it's some seriousness out here. So, um you know I'm really trying to push that you know uh you know as far as you know Texas um Dallas and 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 in specific don't get me wrong Houston is lit too like yes. man they got some thoroughbreds out there <laughs> you know what i mean but um you know the prettiest women live in Texas you know Texas in general you know what i mean the prettiest women in the world so that's what i've pretty much been moving more towards and um you know using that and you know i've been working with Ginger with doing the bookings and um you know using some of the angels on some of that and stuff like that so um, you know, it's just been a constant, constant growth, constant thing, man. Like if you say if you want to be a part of it, just reach out to me. You know, I, I'm one of those guys where I keep it. Um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have you bust the envelope open. I, we just want to press the envelope. You know, yeah. we don't have you bust it open. Yeah. Don't rip it off. <laughs> want to press the envelope just a little bit. So yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I, you know, whatever, you know, every every photo shoot I used to always do if it was a color scheme. All white, all black, you know, whatever you're comfortable with wearing. If you want to come in all black drawers, you can do that. If you want to come in a holter top and some spandex, that's cool. If you if you want to come in a trench coat and some jeans and black, that's cool. What, however you want to express yourself, self-expression for your style. So, um, like I said, I mean, I've even had, um, you know, stud, a uh, stud, stud angel. I had a stud angel and all that shit. What? So, yeah. So, I mean, what? like, you know, that, that. What was she doing? She was, she could go both ways. She could dress up like a tomboy, but she could also look feminine. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it could go both ways. And so, like, you know, like that's what I said. Like, with me, like, I'm open. Like yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm open book. I'm open book.
1: Yeah. I got so many questions. <laughs> straight up. I got so many questions about the stud. Ma- angel, man. Man, she was
0: cool. Shout out to Disco, man. Shout out to Disco. Uh, but like I said, she could go both ways. Like, you know what I'm saying? She was real cool and uh um, Literally. Yeah, and it's like like what like my group my my group <laughs> my group like uh it's kind of like a industry training for Females that deal with the industry, they get to meet people, that, you know, you know, yeah. uh, and you know, I used to be butt hurt after every time I lost the an angel. I would be like, damn, would be like, dude, I don't really want to be a part of it anymore, and and it usually is because of other girls or something like that, or somebody's like hating on me or some shit. Mm. Niggas, boy, I didn't realize how much hate I need to be having for real. Yeah, but like <laughs> niggas used to talk to you know, they put this little shit in their ear and they'd be like, yeah, you all ain't doing nothing, you know, but. Uh yeah. You know, I mean it just used to be like stupid shit that people would say, you know. And um you know, I, I I used to be butthurt every time after somebody would, you know, you know, leave leave it. Because, you know, at first originally it was called the Dirty Angels because mm. Um I'm dirt. Right. You know, it was kinda like a Charlie Angels thing. You right. know, I'm dirt, you know, I really wanna you know, I but the type of women that I, I and I really focused it around empowering women because the type of women that I wanted around me was stronger women. Alpha females. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like um for me, man, like uh the woman is precious, man. Like having a woman team, like and you, you just have to learn how to manage emotions, you know? You have to deal with emotions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you can learn how to manage that and just dealing I mean, it's, you have a strong team. Um and make a lot of progress. I've done it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. So, I mean, um it's just one of those deals where, uh, you know, just providing a platform. And I want women that's, you know, talented and can do other things besides just, you know, stand in front of a camera and pose. You know what I mean? So that's what I was really trying to embody is that, you know, being, a mo- you know, come up with your own ideas. However, I can empower you and help you do your own ideas and build your brand. It's all about attaching your brand to mine and building your brand. And, you know, and that's what I had to learn. It's like, you know, it's all about growth. It's about them growing to a point to be like, man, Dirt, thank you. I appreciate you. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. You know, but but it'd be one of those deals where where if I if I ever reach out, you know, I got good rapport with everybody. So if I ever need them for something, I still book them, even if they not, quote unquote, an official angel. You know, I like to look at it as angel alumni. But if you look at the alumni, oh, my gosh, the they, baddest they ones and the baddest ones in Dallas, man. <laughs> straight up, you know, yeah, straight yeah, up, I straight know. up.
1: And and people um, like for artists, they could actually hit you up if they need some for angels. Yeah, for, for videos people and all that. People
0: always hit me up for bookings. You know, they be like, "Dirt, we know you got the girls. What's up? You know, hit me. You know." Yeah. So I mean, and, and that's the whole deal. Like you know, I, I did that the whole media and you know um, I did the whole dirt in the streets where I was just you know doing random people, random questions with the whole video, and I would have the girls out there too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I was trying to monopolize this whole. Industry everything. of everything that I've done, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, with the artists interviewing on the shows, and because it all kind of goes hand to hand, so um, and um, you know, that's pretty much you know, people know me a lot from that Dallas Angel area where they like era where it's like, oh man, you know, when I was really heavy in it, um, and you know, people don't even really know how I be making beats, they be like, <laughs> damn, they be like, damn, bro, we just thought you held camera and hosted clubs with girls, and we didn't even like, you know. And so uh you know and that's pretty much for the past maybe since 2018 I have really been pushing more on um trying to step out and do my own music cuz like you know I produced um when I first got back here I was producing for Kobe Savage. Shout out to Kobe Savage. He's um he's out of he's from um, East Texas but you know he did a lot of things in Dallas and he's done shows, done songs with Flip and Bon B. He kind of like a Texas legend. Okay. And um a lot of his early stuff I produced and then um johnny taylor's grandson verse um that's my cousin actually he's Mm. my first cousin actually and um but he's the grandson of johnny taylor and crazy voice voice crazy and um i produce you know produce his you know some of his early cuts too so um you know when i first got back here i was you know started a whole family got married and kind of stayed behind the scene but by 2018 i started kind of thinking i like i need to do more music and you know i would drop a video here video there but like since 2018, I've literally dropped something every month, whether it's a single or an instrumental CD or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, almost every month. You know. How
1: long have you been back in Dallas? I've since? been back
0: in Dallas, uh, maybe since 2008. 2008. Oh, okay. So no, 2006, 2006. 2006. So almost fit, uh, over 15. About 15 years. Oh, okay. So about 2006. Okay. 2006, 2007, something like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. And I know when uh when Nate was on the show, Nate is a favorite of ours, you know what I'm saying, on the yeah. show. So I know when he when he came on um this last time, he was telling us that you had um the you started the Dallas Unplug thing before y'all hooked up this last time to yeah. do this one.
0: So so how I used to run it, man, like literally this is how I used to run it. I used to have the Dallas Angels radio show in the front of the studio. I used to be over there off of um Addison and UNRO Studios. I will have the Dallas Angels radio show in the front. We will start that from nine to eleven, from ten until from ten to two or ten until in the back. I will have Dallas Unplug in the back. So mm-hmm. I will have people come. People gonna come for the girls. Mm-hmm. They gonna come. They will pull up for the girls do the radio show. And then about ten o'clock, we start fading them to the back. I will finish up the radio show about eleven. Everybody just go to the back. The live band is playing, and I mean it was a really dope situation. And. um that's pretty much how I curated it back then. I um, shout out to Philly man, uh, Philly the drummer, like he's one of the main people to kind of help me start. He because he's a drummer, he, you know, and he was able to reach out to tap into with the musicians. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, fast forward five years later, um, we've basically I brought it back in uh, December. I think we did a Christmas pop up, mm, and yeah. uh, man, since then we've just been rolling every since then. And I reached out to him. I said, like, hey man, I really want to bring this back. So, you know, Dallas Unplug and it's really, really dope platform where it's one of those things where um um you know, artists tap in with me. Um they perform artists basically it's a platform where artists perform their um original music with the live band. But I like to try to do it in a transition manner where it's not like the whole orthodox where you know a band one too, and then the band just starts playing, and <laughs> yeah. um, you know it's kind of like you know it's kind of like you it's kind of like a band. That's like them performing with the band. I try to keep the whole transition. Uh, want people to capture the transition from um, sonic sound to live instrumentation. So we'll play their song, they'll perform over their song, maybe almost the whole song, or maybe close to the end of the second verse. Then we'll just take that out, and then they just rocking over their their song with the live instrumentation. And it's it could be intimidating for artists that don't know their song, that don't have breath control, that always just maybe whenever they perform, they just perform over the song, they don't take the you know the vocals out. You got to speak, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it could be intimidating. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um but being able to capture that transition from sonic to live instrumentation and over and over again, um, shout out to the band, man, Musical Alchemist. They like super duper dope, man. Super duper dope band.
1: I got I got a nickname for them. I want to call them the stems. (laughs) The stems. Not the roots, yeah, but the stems. yeah, For real. That's lit. lit. Yeah. Because the band was dope, man. Band crazy, bro. Band is dope. Band is crazy, bro. Yeah. I can't
0: even lie, brother. Like, um, it's just one of those deals where, um, you know, I've just been blessed to to curate that, man, you know. And, you know, I'm trying to take that to other cities, too, you know. That's that's the one thing about me. If You know, I, I like to try to move around and. Um, you know, I you know, I'm not you know international, but I know people, different people in different parts of the country. You know what I'm saying? I can go to LA. I know people there. I know people in Miami. I know people in Atlanta. I know people in New York. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those deals where I'm I'm just trying to um, cultivate that and in, into something bigger than just uh, Dallas.
1: Yeah, because I seen uh, when you posted, um, you posted, uh, I guess, uh, like a little. Videos from all, like all the performers that was there. Yeah. And that's where I found Black Egypt. Uh, Black, Black Egypt dope. Man, Black Egypt is dope, man. Black Egypt
0: dope,
1: bro. I man, man, he's super dope, man. Yeah. God damn. Black Egypt, man. Shout out to
0: Black Egypt, bro. What yeah. up, bro? I see you, bro. Man, I
1: just wish he could make some more music, man. Yeah. He, 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 he be you with the music, he man. He dropping
0: music like Andre 3000. <laughs> Yes, man, I mean, like, bro, yeah, cause I be need more too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's one of his. Cause he had, I forgot the name how I went, but I mean, I used to I jam it every time he plays it, and I used to actually jam it in my car too. Um and um, yeah, I'll be like, damn, man, I want some
1: more music, like you know, yeah. Can I get some
0: more music. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he's definitely dope. Definitely he's dope.
1: super dope. So yeah, that's where I that's where I found him just from you posting shit. On um, from from your Dallas Unplugged. that's man. crazy. That is yeah. crazy. That is crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I
0: mean, and, and the, this is the one thing though about I can say I can say about Dallas Unplugged, and this is what happens to me. It's happened to other artists, is that man it that energy in that building from those instruments coming off and those frequencies. It makes you feel a certain type of way and when people leave there they you know they want to feel like that again so the only way that you can get to that feeling again is to actually hear what was being played when you was feeling like that so what people say they say hey dirt man that song that you did is that song out i'd be like yes out you can go over here it's out here let me send you the link you know and this one time the one one dude sent me a message he was like man i do this thing it's kind of like a kind of like my go-to course because like you know People be like, yo, you can sing. I'll be like, ah, you know, I'm not really a vocalist, but I can carry a tone I'll carry a pitch. I know like I'm musically inclined to where I can hear the pitch and I can try to put my voice in that space or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But as far as like a vocalist singing out loud and shit, like, like, hell no. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's something that I know that this, this, you know, keep it on the low hook that I do every time. And I know that I'm be able to hit the right pitch. It don't even matter what type of what. Key is in. I'm always gonna be able to hit the right pitch and sing it the correct way, you know. And um, you know, dude, hit me up about that. And he was just like, "Hey, man, um, is that song?" I was like, "Bro, that was a freestyle. I freestyle that verse, and that's like my freestyle hook. That's just kind of something that I just go to when I do with the band, like you oh, know, wow. whenever yeah. I freestyle with the band or something. I try to put a hook or something like that in there. But it was one of those deals where you know, it just shows me that you know, people really um, fuck with the experience. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They fuck with the experience and what's uh you know radiating off of those instruments man you yeah know what I mean?
1: and you know one of your songs that i really fuck with man and i only heard it a few times live
0: mm-hmm.
1: i put in that work oh yeah man i
0: appreciate that bro yeah
1: man i was like this song is dope man no, i
0: appreciate that man so <laughs> so uh you know on my artist tip so like i said um since um really last year last year i dropped the album every. Every 2018, I dropped an album like six months, and then I maybe chilled, and then I kind of kept up with projects either I produced or I did co projects or something like that. But last year, that's pretty much what I did. Every month, I dropped a project, and so um, and like one month from this short span, like I probably recorded about five albums in about six weeks. Damn. Like I did like an Afro Beast album. <laughs> I did like a um, I did the, the new album that I just released. I just released it, uh, 1990 Late Drive. Um, all 90 cut samples. I just remixed it, kind of put my own dirt on it. It's really dope. Like it's my like, cause I I'm a 90s baby. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the 90s, and uh, to hear all of those songs like remixed in a new way with the sub and all, it's pretty dope. So, um, but I recorded that. I recorded and that song that you're talking about, um, hard hats. That's the name of it. Um, I got this project that I'm going to release for my birthday. It's called afar. And that's um, um, everything happens for a reason, mm. and um, it's just like to me, it's like one of those deals where it was, um, it was, um, it was almost like a a prelude to the circumstances that I was gonna face at the end of the year when I recorded it, because it's all like self motivating, like get up and do it, mm-hmm. like press through. It's all about growth, you know, uplift another, da 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 da. You know, it's kind of like in that whole like that's what the whole album is about, you know. And um um it's like self-help rap. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? saying? I just say it like that. You yeah. Know? Um and um that's one of those songs that's on that. So I just I wanted to release it early. I was like, "Oh, I like this song. Let me release it. I shot a video for it in New Orleans when I was traveling. Um I actually shot it on my iPhone what uh, man i be shooting videos on the iphone bro that shit be crazy yeah. like i do i do all my editing for all my videos i do a, pretty much all of my graphics all of my flyers um so i just try to like it's one of those deals where you just i just don't want to count on other people i just want to you know i begin like you know i didn't i wasn't good at the beginning yeah but i continue to grow continue fishing, to do it, man you know i did not get better so
1: yeah you know. Who who's the girl that's singing on that song um I put in workers on.
0: Um, so the girl email she's actually a part of the band, but she's actually not on the original track. That oh, was just okay. the band just vibing with the song, really, and just singing like she was just sing I need to I need to put her on the remix though because Man. she was killing it. She was killing it. Yeah, E-Melody, bro. She's 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 fired, bro. She's a part of the uh, Musical Alchemist band. Yeah. So it's her and then Jay Carlos, um, who are the singers. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a whole whole situation
1: man that's because that song when, when i when i heard it live i was like it was motivating me i don't know to do what but it was just yeah. like <laughs> it was just like I, I was like man i'm fucking putting that work i yeah. was like yeah you know what I'm saying? i was like this is a song i need when i'm going through something or when i'm like i'm de- i gotta get determined you know yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah like, yeah and that's what i
0: was trying to do as far as like like i said motivated Uh, motivate people uh that's in the mud to get it out the mud you know Mm. what i'm saying and um you know push through
1: yeah man that's freaking dope that's dope man um so as i know you you do a a bunch of shit how did how did you um how did you what or guess what relationship do you have with the real life um production yeah because they got i'm sorry they got a for people who don't know it's a podcast or i don't even know what is
0: real life street stars is the interview so it's real life productions and then real life street stars is the main for the interviews and it's basically like the biggest vlog in texas to me um i mean we do interviews we've done mark henry uh blue bootsy uh, um uh the baby i was saying
1: real life street stars and Say Cheese are the biggest ones for Texas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those two. Absolutely. Sean Cotton. Shout out to Sean
0: Cotton. Um, But, man, shout out to the whole Real Life Street Stars team, though, man. Jeff, Fast, Runt, Midnight, uh, Joker, uh, Rook. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole family situation out there, man. And those brothers embraced me um, maybe about five, six years ago. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's been family ever since, man. It's like – um, a good group of brothers, man. Good group of brothers. For okay.
1: Real. And what what uh, affiliation do you have? You just you just record the videos, no, or what? You- no. So
0: I'm kind of um. So I have a podcast on the channel too, but I'm more of a, part, a member a group uh, a member of the group. Okay. Um, I'm, I guess I'm an executive producer because I executive produced the um the Henny Halos podcast. Um, but like I book like you know interviews for the for the street stars like with Asian Doll. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that so for pe- different people that I know and that I can connect and get them on a the platform um you know that's what I'd be trying to do so I, I came in like sometimes I'll, I'll ask questions like sometimes that's my voice on the interview too um mm, okay. behind the scenes okay. you know because you don't never see the people right you just see their hear their voices <laughs> so sometimes like sometimes I hop in there but for the most part it's usually jeff fast Joker uh midnight month rook you know what I'm saying that's usually and um, the people that's you know doing it, and sometimes I'll pop up um, depending on who's at the at the thing or if I book somebody for it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, the interviews be going up, man. Like, you know, interviews be going up. We got hella views. We're looking at expanding out to Atlanta. Yeah. So uh it's a whole situation right now. Like yeah. we about to make a move for real. We make I mean just trying to take over as far as an expansion. And um that's where I got the Henny and Halo. So, um, you know, a lot of people reach out to real life for everything. We got a studio over there, people we shoot videos, so people need girls for videos and stuff like that. So, um, but we working on a few couple plays. Um, and like I said, with the podcast with the Henny Halos podcast it's a um, basically a live interactive podcast with a studio audience and it's all relationship based so it's like female versus male in the open opinion in a setting and uh, it's something that you can like take your date to or some shit like that like you want to go out eat you know take your date there Cause like it's, and what happens is that you really get people's true answers about how they feel versus you asking them, you know, based off of y'all's relationship. Mm-hmm. You're just in an open setting, so so many women have come to me. They say, "Man, thank you for inviting me to this. I really find out how a man thinks, or it let me insight into how a man thinks, or some shit like that." Like the shit is crazy.
1: It's a live audience there when y'all it's shoot. It's a live.
0: Uh, so recently, since COVID. We yeah, brought, it, brought it back in, you know, we have to bring it back inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when I first started it, it was actually in the club. It was in, um, now it's opera, but it used to be called um, Supper Club. And mm. we did it at a ton- Townhouse. We used to do it on the roof at Townhouse. Really? So, it was like, man, we had, like, pfft, shit. When we used to do it at Townhouse, we to had, like, 100 people out there <laughs> just sitting there listening to the podcast. And, you know, that's when I had uh, Kita Rose. Shout out to Kita Rose. Um, I had her, Mel, Ginger, and uh, Dallas, Brazil. So uh, my lineup back then was just oh, crazy, like, as far
1: as <laughs> yeah. you see,
0: though. If you see who I'm talking about, man, check. Tra- trust me, lineup was crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, um, like, now, like I said, we're about to get ready to bring it back outside for season three because season two we was inside. So uh, I'm just looking at I got a whole bunch of situations at different places uh, that I got as far as, like, with different venues that I deal with. Yeah. So I'm just really trying to figure out what's the best fit right now and um, I got, I think I got a surprise though for season three, as far as one of the guest hosts that's going to do the show with me. So, mm-hmm. um, so it should be pretty dope. I just we we've, we've been trying to work everything out, but um, I got a surprise guest who's going to do do the show okay. for season three. Should be pretty lit. Should be pretty lit. Okay. Radio personality, big big radio personality. So from Dallas. Um. Yeah. For, well, not from Dallas in Dallas, but she's been across the country. You know, but she, I think I got an idea. Yeah, Ooh. you might have an idea. But I ain't gonna yeah. say. I ain't yeah, gonna yeah, say. yeah. You might have an idea. <laughs> yeah, she's she's on season three. So, um, like, man, just man, just like, like, it's, like I said in the song, like with me, I'm just gonna keep shooting. I'm not worried about if it's going in. I'm just practicing on my form. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because if my form is right, if my form is perfect, it's no way it's not gonna go in. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go in. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: So, yeah, man.
0: That's how I'm looking at it.
1: Yeah, that's what's up, man. <laughs> You got so much, so much shit going on. Like you, the plug of Dallas, man. Low I'm, key, I'm one. I'm, I'm tapped
0: in. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean,
1: people. I mean, people.
0: My peers. I feel like that. I get genuine respect from my peers. As far as people that's in the industry, when they see me, it's always love. And that's why you know. And with me, I just try to keep the energy high and just positive. Because like, it's one of those deals when it's when the energy is so positive, people are actually happy when they see you and they haven't seen you. Mm-hmm. Like people to see me, they be like dirt. And be like, whoa. What's yeah, up? Yeah. You know? So <laughs> yeah. that's just that energy to just being positive and just, you know, always showing love. And that's, you know, that's pretty much my motto is just show love and keep it moving. Um, you know, because the world keeps turning, man. The world's yeah. gonna keep turning.
1: You know? Yeah. Man. Um, talk about uh you got a clothing line too?
0: Yeah, so clothing line, this is Merzo, this is what I'm wearing right here. A whole little thing. I got the Dallas, Texas unplugged, right? DTXU. And um, Merzo. So, um, it's basically, uh, music elevating goals. That's what it stands for. Um, and my, like I said, my goal is just to, uh, um, I aspire to inspire and just bring value to people's life with music because music is really like a, 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 soundtrack to your life. Man. I mean, music is therapy. I mean, music is, music is a lot. Music does a lot for people, especially up uh, in this day and time. So, um, like I said, it's just music elevating goals i mean it's it stands it's a longer acronym, but that's basically what it stands for okay. is music elevating goals and just um, like i said i just my goal is just to uh you know add value to people's life with music, yeah,
1: yeah. Man, okay. And where can people get the clothes if they
0: all all of my stuff is grammatically spelled correct? Uh, well, I don't know if this is even a word, Merzo, but it's it is it's, now. It, yeah, it's, it's it is how you say <laughs> Merzo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, just like Dirtbeast.com, you can go to Dirtbeast.com. You can go to Merzo.com. All everything's up there. Um, I got a couple. I haven't dropped the the spring line yet. Uh, but I got some stuff for the ladies for the spring line. It should be pretty dope. So, um. Um yeah, I got that. I got um Beat Wars, um What's which that? is uh Beat Wars is a um producer battle showcase that I do. Mm. Um I've been hosting the camp the camp uh camp Campout Beat Battle with my, shout out my brother Campion Bond, that's my brother right there. And uh I've been hosting it with him and uh when he started it he was like, "Man, I, you know, uh, I was like, "Man, I wanted to do something too." I was like, but let me just host yours until I'm ready to start mine. So I, I've been hosting this for about a year.
1: Ooh. And then
0: uh, two months ago, I start, I did. I started mine. So I have a whole idea about that, too, just doing basically a national beat league where it's a, just a whole league for producers, EDM producers, R&B producers, whatever you do. Um, so that's in the process right now. So, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm just I'll be trying to compartmentalize everything. Like yeah. I wish there was two. Of me. <laughs> I don't
1: know how you, yeah. <laughs> I Wish there was two
0: of me, man. <laughs> For me to try to do all this shit like yeah. and like, "Oh man, sometimes I can't even <laughs> front." I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, bro." And like, you know, even like not even today, like right now, as soon as I leave here, I have to drive back across town and go coach my uh my my son's basketball team, mm. um which is Merzo Bulldogs. Mm. So, you know, I try to keep everything lined up. You know, have the parents in the Merzo moch in the Merzo uh, merch, mm. and then you know my team. It says it's kind of like the Toronto style, uh, Toronto Raptors. Raptor style, okay. or whatever. It's got kind of got the little thing across the front of it, and says Merzo. So Merzo Bulldogs. And the first season when we was undefeated, but man, we been getting our ass kicked since <laughs> we came back from COVID. What, what, Everybody what, just uh, forgot everything, bro. They forgot <laughs> the trap defense. They forgot how to do layups and shit. I'm like, bro, got my <laughs> got Merzo looking bad out here, but we lost. We lost every game in the last season, but when we got to the playoffs, we won, we won, we won the championship. So we took oh, home snap. the trophies. Uh, you know, so we took home the trophies, but we lost every game in the season. So uh, now, man, uh, we kind of – yeah, age? we've been doing better. We've what, been doing like, better lately.
1: What age group is this?
0: Uh, 11. 11 years old. What well, fifth grade. Fifth okay. Grade. So 10 and 11. So 10, 11 years old. So, uh, you know um, – you know, my son, he be trying the ball. I got some, a couple other good players that's on there too. But, you know, COVID just, man, like the kids got big and they were out of shape. And <laughs> I mean, they couldn't do anything, man. Forgot everything, bro. I was, bro, I be sitting over there. I be like, ah, oh, man, you know what? Let me sit down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let me sit down, man, you know?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: but, uh, you know, I love coaching the kids, though. It is something that I love to do um as far as like you know being able to um give whatever knowledge that i have and kind of pass it down and try to help them not uh uh, make the same mistakes that i've made or just you know sometimes it's you know it takes a village sometimes Mm -hmm. um a kid fearing disappointing somebody else goes a long way versus just a parent you know what i'm saying so um you know that's one of the things that i like to do too i got them draped in merzo too man you know what i'm saying so i just be trying to stay busy man it's all about staying busy you know a man that don't work a man that man don't eat
1: right, <laughs> you right, know what I mean right right man god damn god bless you man hey thank you brother god bless you man <laughs> I appreciate you
0: having me on I'm the show. exhausted
1: just thinking about all the shit you do man man I just I don't know I've been talking I've been talking like talking like a bitch boy god damn
0: <laughs> yeah but I mean that's just I mean just in the sum of everything that I do so yeah, that, and then, um, you know, like I said, I got the lady, so I do events. Like, I got the um, half-naked lingerie party, Well, we're doing bunny and bow ties. It's not lingerie, but, um, you know, I'm doing, like, the model party and photo shoot parties and shit like that. So I just be trying to stay busy out here, man, and just do events, do music, and then do media.
1: Yeah, let me ask you this. If, if your music popped off could you put everything down to to pursue the music?
0: I would still do what I'm doing because really? I just love to do it. Mm. I would just try to do it on a grander scale. Mm. If I get in the, and I'm and I'm able to touch like major people, oh shit man, you going to have to do this for me. We going to get the money, we are going to break a bag. Like me, I ain't even stingy. I break the bag, but I would I would basically do exactly what I do just on a larger scale. That's mm. all. I, I wouldn't even stop doing shit that I'm doing. I would just be like, "Oh, now I can do this." Now I can reach out to this person. Instead of it being Dallas Unplugged with local artists, it's Dallas Unplugged with motherfuckers that's on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's what I I wouldn't even, I I don't even see myself. Like, that's what, you know, sometimes people say, you know, you should concentrate, you know, a jack of all trades is a master of none, Mm -hmm. which I understand that. Like, you know, I definitely get that. But for me, I feel like that as people have been successful at being, a master at that trade, and I'm better at that trade if they pursue a master. They <laughs> yeah. suppose I'm better, you know, if they, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how I feel. <laughs> so I'm, you know, so um, that's how I feel. So I mean, I think that as long as you're persistent and consistent in what you do and believe in manifestation, believe mm. in seeing and doing, and if you see it, close your eyes, you see it, you can do it, you believe you can do it, it will happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Literally will happen. I'll give you a prime example. So this new, the new video that I shot um, when I was in Miami um, for the Afar album, it's called Lemonade, right? I mean, all yellow. All, look, I the whole little ass chocolate lemon drop yeah. out there, right? <laughs> Prior to that day, I wanted to get a convertible. I rented a car. I wanted to get a convertible. But um, I went to get it, and then it was gone. Mm. And then the next day, I was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to use a car, so we was just going to get a rental. But I was like, man, it would be dope if I had a yellow drop. I had a yellow drop, boom, on the damn Toro app. A yellow drop pops up. A yellow Mustang, boom, rented it. Boom. I already had the locations. I mean, and that the location shots came out really, really dope. As far as like how to, all the shit look, it looked real, real dope. It's gonna be dope for summertime. Mm. So, um, but that was pure manifestation. That was pure manifestation. I just thought about it. Closed my eyes. I was like, damn, I really want a yellow drop. I really, should, really drop. Really set it off. I had the yellow drop, boom shit popped up boom rented it cheaper than the shit that it would have been that that i didn't want Mm. so i mean people you have to really believe in manifestation manifest seeing believing you know yeah that's it's very very crucial have
1: have you um do you fuck with books you read books um i've been
0: on audio books um i do read i have read motivational books but lately i've been slipping bro like I got the fifty cent book and I have not opened it up. I've had it for almost a year. The fifty just,
1: lo- or the the, um, the new one that he just dropped for also, a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got that one maybe six months ago, and um, I ain't opened that shit once. I I just bought uh, my girl Little D. Shout out to Little D. Little D on air. Um, I just bought her book and I ain't opened that shit up yet either. I'm gonna open it up though, <laughs> and um, you know, you know, it's just one of those deals where man, um. I want to read more, but, man, I just be so damn busy. But I need to, like, sit down instead of watching TV. I need to read a book.
1: Man, because I was speaking of manifestation. It's like it's rules and laws to to certain shit that you mm-hmm. got to do. And we had uh, Freeway Ricky Ross on the show. And I had the book, but I just never really read it. The Thinking Girl. Was it Thinking Girl Rich? Yeah, Thinking Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Man, that book is so freaking Fire. dope, man. I need to get that then. It's, it's dope.
0: For, it's by uh, Freeway Ricky Ross? No, it's not
1: by him. It's by, who was that book by? Don't give me the line to you, man. I can't remember, but it's it's called Thinking Girl Rich. It's a, it's a major book. I've had it in my house for like two years, but once he came on the show and said it, it was like that was the book that he used to manifest him. He getting out of jail, to manifest him getting back his money and all the money that the police took from him. And then I started reading it and I was like, okay, I see why this was like a major part of his his process of getting him out of jail and everything. It's crazy. The book is dope, man. I need
0: to check that. You said it's what it's called? Think and
1: Grow Rich. Think
0: and Grow Rich. Okay, for sure. Yeah. I heard man. It, I need to read that one and then the cast system. I heard this thing called Cast. Cast. Like, I haven't heard of it. Uh, well, you know, I may be quoting it wrong, but it's about the cast system. I think it's called Cast, if I'm not mistaken. But I heard it's about the Celt ideology of the whole caste system how the infrastructure is set up for civilization period Mm. like you know what i'm saying so um yeah i I, yeah i'm I'm gonna definitely put that one on it what was it called think and grow rich and
1: And another one was called um i'm doing it on the audiobook it's called i think it's called three words or something what the fuck is it called uh come on is three magic words Three magic words is dope too, because there's there's principles and laws about how to manifest things, how to actually get that energy going, mm-hmm. and it's once you tap in, once you tap into those laws and those rules, shit, it just start coming like like this, man. I'm telling you, and I, I, I'm I'm speaking from experience that I know, like I haven't got all the rules down, and. In, when I was in college, I used to do it just unconsciously, not not knowing what I'm doing. But when I every time I was just like, oh, this is what the fuck I want. I want this. I'm going to make sure this happened. And then I just put the energy out there. The shit would come true every freaking time. Yeah. Every freaking time without a doubt. Man. But it is ways that you could just manifest things like. It's so easy, man. Yeah, it, I,
0: I've been it, I've been seeing that though for real. It's so I mean, easy. Cause I, that's you, like, cause like you know, when you get ideas, like, just do it.
1: Yeah, especially somebody like you that's a curator and got a bunch of ideas and things that's growing. I'm telling you, yo, the, if 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 you tap into the book and use your brain, use your mind to actually grow your shit, man. Just like just like when we was talking before when you came in. Me and my me and my camera guy John was talking about doing a live stream. As soon as you walked in, you was like, "Man, I would love to do a live stream." And look, <laughs> look, <laughs> look, man, look that at that! That is his, crazy. Yes, yes, that's man, crazy.
0: That's lit though. Yes, that's super lit though. <laughs> yes. That's super lit. I'm just you're telling, right. That's, yeah. that's, that's a prime example. Yes, exactly. Man, that's, man. that's tight. That's tight.
1: And so, like, it's it's so freaking dope, man. But yeah, um. Man, that, don't get me talking about manifestation because I'll talk about that shit all day, man. So here's a couple of questions I want to ask you, man. Um, every time I bring an artist on here, I always ask them about what's better to go independent, stay independent, or go with a major. What's your opinion? Um, I think
0: it's. I think it's better to. Uh, do a partnership with the major. I don't think it's – I think as long as you have the major stamp
1: mm-hmm.
0: and your contract is correct, you should be fine. Because, I mean, look at Nipsey Hussle. Guarantee his contract was fine. Mm-hmm. Guarantee he was benefiting because Nipsey was completely independent. But then before, you know, uh, you know, th- w- what happened, um, he had signed. But he was a partnership. It's more about partnerships versus – being a 360 contract slave. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I wouldn't do. I would be like, look, like a label, for me, I feel like I am super attractive to a label. Mm-hmm. I do everything myself. <laughs> I do everything. I make the beats, I mix the shit, I master the shit. I do everything myself. And not only that, like, I'm a public figure on like all this shit, other shit that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, podcast, radio personality, all this other shit. I think I would be perfect Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I may need some teeth work or go to the dentist or some shit. You know, some shit like that. <laughs> you know do, what I'm saying? And do, do. some push ups or some shit. You know? <laughs> but besides that, I mean, I relatively still look young and shit too. Yeah. Like, so for me, I think I would be perfect for a label to do a certain type of partnership. Well, don't, you know, don't fucking try to fuck me out of my money. You know what well, I'm you saying? Know they know they're going to do that. Yeah, they're going to try to. But, you know, but this is the thing. This is another thing that I realized too. It is so much power and perception. Because a lot of things that I do, people wouldn't do. But I do it because of my perception and how I perceive myself Mm. and the standard that I hold myself and how I want other people to perceive me Mm. as well,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, because
0: I mean, currently right now, people think that money is money. But really, man, the real money, uh, the real currency is relationships, because a relationship can change your your life way quicker than a dollar can or twenty dollars or even fucking one hundred thousand dollars. You maybe be going through that shit in one year, mm-hmm. but you get the right relationship, curate some shit, build some shit, that'll change your life. That's really, and that's why I try to work on all my relationships because relationships is the new currency. For real.
1: Talk about it, man. so, so true. So Facts, fucking bro. true, man. It, I, I've gotten more from relationships than I have with actual money. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten more from relationships. Pure, straight up fact. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um second question. Do you agree with I forget so many rappers didn't said it now. I think it was TI the person who I, I heard said. They was like rapping is the being a rapper is the most scariest job to have nowadays. Do you agree or disagree with that?
0: Depends on what who you rapping to. Like um if you like uh, a drill rapper or a drill street rapper, it is dangerous. And that's what they've probably been trying to push more to try to pop or commercialize that. But, like, nigga, I play with the band. Like, ain't nobody fucking coming to no band spot with no AK and no (laughs) fucking chopper. It's grown folks up in here minding grown business, doing grown things. Like, you know, that's young. Like, for a young rapper and a young drill rapper, yes, it's, def- it's definitely dangerous because it's like gangster culture amplified. Gangster culture added with shock value. Who can do the most gangster shit shock value wise? Mm-hmm. Fuck principle. Fuck moral. Fuck G code. All of that's out the door. We don't even do that. Are you viral? How many followers you got? How many people are looking at you? How many views you got? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, nah, for me, it ain't dangerous at all. Because, shit, I ain't rapping to them niggas. I mean, will I do a drill beat and make a drill beat and talk some shit? Hell, yeah, I will. But is that my genre of audience of who I want to appeal with, the youth like that? No, and see, this is what people have a misconception of. They really make hip-hop feel like it's just, you know, so young. It is. It, it, it does have a, a ha- like, now hip-hop has evolved. Hip-hop has people that listen to hip-hop when they was 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so you have like four, and what happens is that the youth shapes the sound for what they want to commercialize, because that's the people that's coming up, but as far as when you say hip-hop overall, hip-hop has like a 40-year time span, and it's different sounds. Hip-hop got its own genres.
1: Mm, okay, yeah. you have
0: music genres, yeah. but then hip-hop has its own genres every other music genre don't have its own genre. Yeah. Hip hop got you got lo-fi hip hop, you got gangster rap, you got uh west coast rap, you got east coast rap, you got dirty south rap, backpack, backpack rap. Yeah. I mean like uh midwest mm-hmm. and all this shit sounds different. I mean they doing the same things, they putting poetry over the beat, but the actual sounds, the rhythmations, the the tempo, all of this shit is different. Like hip hop got its own genre. Like that's that's the thing like they couldn't have expected hip hop to be what it is and to continue to do what it's doing. You know what I'm saying? And even right now, as an artist, I think it's a great time to be an artist. I think really, you think about five five years ago, seven years ago, when Drake came out. It's probably one of the best time to be an artist because you have more leverage with the internet. If you really knew the power of the internet, you knew how to control it. The algorithms weren't control back then. That was probably the best time. But now they got this shit. They got this shit on a grid lot. Nigga, you want views? You got to pay for that shit. I even be seeing fucking people with blue check marks sponsored ads. You got a million followers. Why the fuck are you sponsoring an ad?
1: Oh, wow. Wow. That's the game now.
0: I've seen it. Golly.
1: Golly, man.
0: I'm seeing it. it. I could be the crown talking, but I've seen that. I know for a fact I've seen that. I've seen a sponsored ad by a person with a blue check.
1: Jesus Christ. Man, where can people – if people want um, – some artists are listening to this and they want to buy some beats from you, man.
0: Look, I got a special, man. Tap in with me. I got a special this month. Two for $100. You get two beats for $100, I you can come to the studio, I'll make them custom right there on the spot, or I'll send them to you. However you want to do it. Two beats for $100, all you got to do is tap in at Dirt Beats. Of course, I'm going to keep the royalties, but you'll get a rap over them exclusive. I won't – Give it to nobody else. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm doing. I really be trying to build projects with artists. Um, I'm on this show, this new show called Spin Me, um, mm. where I got to do like a competition with two artists and bring them together, to see if we can do the best song. And and um, I'm waiting for them to come through too. I'm waiting for y'all to come through. Um, but yeah, just tap in with me, man. Um, Dirt Beats. Everything is Dirt Beats from my website: d i r t b e a t s. To my Gmail, to my Cash App. It's all dirty.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, man. That's what's up, man. Man, can you um can you leave us with a little bit of uh I'll put in that work, man? A little some bars from there.
0: Let me see if I can remember that. Man, I have man. so many verses in my
1: head. <laughs> let me see if I can remember that. That's just my Persi- shit, hold man. on, let me see.
0: Persistence breaks resistance. Gotta stay consistent. That just means keep shooting when you keep missing. A lesson that my daddy told me, man, yeah, it's all about the form. Don't worry if it's going in. Dreams they try to sell you. Success don't come with failure. No matter what they tell you. Remember, life is Bella. Envy ones are jealous, but the flow overzealous. But the guy so fly might come with propellers. Ready for war. Clutching on my battle axe. Instagram got niggas third eye with cataracts. Acting like cattle at a cattle ranch. I'm just working, rolling out records like Cadillacs. Shorty wanna ride? I told her to saddle that man. I'm on that vibe, no lie, actual fact. Rap like I'm packing a Mac in the back of the act at the trap with the raps at the slap. Clap at your back. <laughs> that's that's the first. Okay. Part. okay. That's the first, I couldn't remember that first one. <laughs> hey, hey. I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember that first one. But my 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 favorite line in that is um. Um, working, rolling out records like Cadillacs. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like Cadillac car, but Cadillac records. Mm.
1: You know? Oh, okay. Cadillac
0: records is in that movie was like Motown. It seems to be Motown. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And Motown came out with crazy records. But, you know, it's like a double entendre. Like, you know? So uh, I'm, I'm a lyricist at heart, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got bars on the low, but... You know, I, sometimes I don't even be trying. I just try to make the shit sound good. But yeah. on this on this particular song and this particular album, I definitely was trying to like you know do that food for thought type of deal. So yeah. I appreciate the love, though, man. For I sure, man.
1: For sure. Thank you for tapping in with us too, man. For sure. Hell for yeah, sure.
0: tapping podcast. You better get it now. Watch now. That's yes. a drop right there. You got that? <laughs>
1: I got it. I got it. We got it. We we got it. Yeah. Yo, man, thank y'all for tapping in with us, man. Don't forget, the getting is in the giving, man. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Holla. Hey.